Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back. Oh my gosh, we did it. We made it through the school year. We are now on to the summer break. Oh, summer is glorious for teachers, but it can be super stressful for parents, which means a lot of time with kids at home, which means a big opportunity for kids to be scrolling on their screens and being zombies. Here's the thing. Summer is the best time for kids to be kids. We don't want screens robbing them of their childhood. So I have assembled a summer list for Save the Kids to help us have a successful, fun summer. So let's just dive right into it. Step one, we need to set up some boundaries with the devices and technology you already have in your homes. All of us already have some things in our homes, whether our kids have smartphones, whether we have a Nintendo Switch, whether we have laptops, tablets, we all have something. And we need to set boundaries for those devices if we want to have a good summer where our kids are not tantruming the entire time and where our kids are at their overall happiest. Now, the first thing, it's going to be different for everybody. There's going to be some really, really different things with different families. Not everyone has the same values, but I have some good ground rules um, that pretty much work for almost every situation that I believe. First off, no devices should be in the bedroom ever, period, dot, the end. Every child groomer and pedophile and predator and bad person on the internet gets to your kid from behind closed doors. When it comes to the internet and how they use it, there should be no privacy when it comes to their devices. So keep them out of the bedroom. It doesn't need to be there keeping them awake at night. It doesn't need to be there ruining their sleep. It doesn't need to be in the bedroom. Next, have uh, device-free areas. (laughs) Device-free devices. No, have device-free areas in your home. The bedroom is one, like I said before. Another one could be the dinner table. I was having a conversation with someone the other day about how kids don't know how to communicate anymore. And a big part of that is just even the simple act of having dinner as a family. Everyone's on their phones. And so making dinner, making the dinner table or the breakfast table or the kitchen, I don't know, you come up with it. Having device-free areas of your home so kids can continue to learn how to communicate, to use those communication skills, to talk to you as parents, as mom, as dad. You have set places in your home where devices are not allowed so that you guys can connect, so that you guys can talk to each other other. Having device-free zones is wonderful. Another good ground rule is to have a bedtime for your devices. Like devices and Wi-Fi are off and turned in by a certain time. Um, Let's say it's like eight or nine o'clock at night um, for your younger P1s. Maybe for some of your older high school kids, um, what's their curfew? I don't know. Again, you guys decide. But having a bedtime for the devices and the Wi-Fi because let's be honest, sometimes kids might not be honest and turn in their device, hard to use a device if the Wi-Fi is off. Um, 
but having the devices and Wi-Fi turned in by a certain time so that it's not a temptation. They're not going to lose sleep. They're not going to be up at 2 or 3 a.m. looking at who knows what, talking to who knows who. They're gone. They're off. And it gives you a really good time as a parent to look through their phones, look through their, their devices, learn what they're consuming so you can be aware of the life of the screen that your child is that, that's going on in the screen. Setting these proper boundaries, um, it's going to help protect your kids from excessive screen time, improve their overall attention span, and just help them be happier kids overall. Now, I do have to say, everything else, time limits, app limits, restrictions, etc., you're going to have to decide all of those on your own. You're going to need to talk as a family and decide what's important to you, and then all of you need to follow it, even you parents. You guys need to decide and come up with a tech plan that works for you and your family, not just the kids, but the entire family, and then everyone follows it. A lot of people ask me, well, what is a good thing to follow? Like, what are the, and I give them some basic ground rules, but I'm not going to do all the homework for you. You're going to have to do the groundwork, and you're going to have to be the boots on the ground and come up with the values and things that are important for you as a family, and then make a plan for the technology and devices and set those boundaries and everyone follows it. So that's step one, set some boundaries with the devices you already have in your home. Now, step two, it's time to develop some sort of routine for the summer. Consistency in some way is so good for kids. That's why public school is the way that it is. Consistency is good for kids. Most of the reason why kids turn to mindless scrolling is because they have the entire day to burn and a smartphone in their hands. It, it doesn't have to be some complex overplanned routine. It shouldn't be actually. It, just something as simple as a daily chore, maybe some reading, maybe working out in the yard, and then they're free to go play and be kids without their freaking smartphones. I think that's what gets me the most is when kids, I'm not against kids being bored. Kids being bored is wonderful, but kids being bored with their smartphones, that's a breeding ground for trouble because then they hop onto curious websites and look at pornography accidentally and then on purpose and then the pedophiles come and it's just a recipe for disaster. And so having that routine, having some sort of consistent routine, A, it's going to help a lot when it comes to time to get back to school, when they get back to a force routine and they're like, oh my gosh, this was the worst. I was the mindless zombie during the summer. Well, you know, maybe you should have had a routine. Having that routine, having some sort of consistency, it's going to help a lot when it comes to back to school, but it's also going to help them to be just regular human beings during the summer and not just being mindless zombies where they stay up all all night and they sleep until noon and they're not doing anything and you're like oh no having that consistency even if it's a simple simple routine is wonderful now the last step step three so step two develop some sort of routine a simple routine for the summer so that your kids are still consistently moving around being active all that good stuff the last step step three is let them be kids let them be bored. Let them play. Let them get dirty. Let them have fun. I remember when I was growing up, um, when I was a young kid down in Blanding, Utah, my parents had an old shed in the backyard. And during the summer, 
after we would get done with our chore and our reading and we would do like some summer school math packets sometimes at home. Uh, we kind of called summer bridge or something. Anyway, after we got done with that stuff, um, I would go out in the backyard and play in the shed. I would make a time machine out of an old sled. Uh, my little brother, he would dig this huge hole every single summer. It was, he would just make this giant hole every summer. It was the biggest thing and he had fun doing it. He dug it. I'm not even kidding. It was probably a four foot hole that this like eight-year-old was digging, okay? It was as tall as he was. Uh, But he had so much fun doing it. When kids are bored and they don't have the phone as instant gratification, it enables them to create. That's when they get to create games. That's when they get to create whole universes. Um, It reminds me of the bridge to Terabithia. Uh, In the book and the movie, these kids are bored and they're in the woods and they create their own universe and they're playing and it's, it's really magical. As so many parents are scared for their kids to be bored. They think that's when they're going to make mistakes. And you're right. It is. But it is also when the magic happens. It's also when they discover, when they create. The creative mind needs boredom. It needs just that free play energy that I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go outside and until something happens and <laughs> find something fun to do. Um, it's okay if they're bored. Let's give that childhood back to our kids. I saw something yesterday that made me laugh. One of my friends had made a meme and it said, you know, some of you never made magic potions with sticks and mud and it really shows. (laughs) Did anyone else do that as a kid when you guys would just mix mud and leaves and crap together in a bowl outside and stir it with the stick and it was your magic potion? It's that kind of stuff that I want us to give back to our kids It's okay if they get bored. It's okay if they get dirty. It's okay if they make a mess of your backyard. I would much rather have that than a kid accidentally getting addicted to video games or pornography over the summer because they were bored on their smartphone. I'd rather them be bored with no technology, learning how to create, learning how to have fun and just being a kid. Um, So let them be bored. It's, It's the best. Trust me. Take away the phone, let them be bored. So that's kind of this, you know, my save the kids summer list. First, set some boundaries with the phone, with the devices you already have in your home. Step two, take some time and develop even a simple routine for them to follow during the summer. And step three, let them be kids. Let them have fun. Let them be bored and experience that magical childhood. Now, as a side note, as a little caveat, if you find yourself with a lot of extra time, Maybe take that time to spend with your kids and your loved ones. Get to know your kids. Talk with your kids. Laugh with them. Do things that they find important. Spend time doing things that matter to them so that they know that they matter to you. The more you get to know your kids this summer, the more your kids are going to listen to you during the school year, the more your kids are going to talk to you during the school year. This summer, if you find yourself having extra time, it is a fantastic opportunity to strengthen that bond and your connections with your kids. Talk with them, laugh with them, love them, and have a fantastic summer. 
As a side note, we at Save the Kids are going to be busy all summer doing all we can to help you in this ever-changing technology world. We will be offering parent workshops and community nights, and if you want us in your community, shoot us an email or a DM on Instagram. Those will all be in the show notes, and we will make it happen. We want to get to your communities. We want to help you guys in your situations and be the best one-stop shop tool that we can possibly be for you guys. I am so, so excited. I hope you guys have a fantastic day, have a fantastic summer, and I'll do my darndest to make these episodes a more regular thing during the summer and going into next school year. But for now, go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and I'll see you on the next one.